0: Welcome to episode 124 of The Endless Stream. I'm Aiden, and this week I am joined by Brian and Kevin. We are three artists, illustrators, filmmakers, and all round shit-talkers, and each week we take some of the endless stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, Spotify, Amazon, Disney+. Plus, Wherever you get your content, we take a chunk of it, we watch it, and we talk about it. This week we're going to talk about the new season of Wheel of Time, we talk about the new Aquaman movie coming down the pipe a bit, but primarily what we're talking about is... Uh, the 1957 David Lean, Alec Guinness movie, The Bridge on the River Kwai. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast, heading over to iTunes, heading over to Spotify, rating, reviewing, liking, subscribing. All of those good things really help us out. On top of that, you can head over to Instagram, at The Endless Cast, and give us a follow. We put up posts and... We put up art and clips to go with each episode over there. And that's a great place to send us a message, comment on the episode itself, suggest something for us to watch or disagree with one of our opinions, you can do that there. Or you can send us an email at theendlesscast at gmail.com. All of that being said, let's get into the episode. Does Pierce Brosnan really have a third nipple? Good question. Good question. Great way to start the podcast. Uh, third nipple. As all three of us are back together, we may as well start with a question of threes. Yes. Does Pierce Brosnan have a third nipple? Where did you hear this?
1: I thought that was a James Bond thing, or it was in something. No, James I Bond think you're with thinking of
0: Scaramanga, the man with the golden gun, who famously has a third nipple. Played by Christopher Lee, I think?
1: I'm not sure. Brian, what's your, what's your opinion?
2: Let's just, let's just say yes. Let's just the, confirm it here Pierce and now. Brosnan, third nipple? It's official ah. Official nipple. Does it have a function? It's official. It's a third no, nipple. superfluous Hell of a band.
1: Bill Paxton apparently had a third nipple. What did he use it for? Which Bond character had three nipples, Francisco Scaramanga? So you were wrong, Aiden. It was the man with the golden gun, (laughs) Francisco Scaramanga.
2: He's got you there, Aiden. When you're wrong, you're wrong. When you're wrong, you're wrong. How how humiliating? Yeah, he's
0: got me there. I was I was completely wrong. wrong. I don't know if he's joking. How embarrassing. Yeah, you're wrong. I'm gonna play back w- what I said. Yeah, we can right play it back. This. And you're wrong.
1: Yeah, and you're wrong. Okay. Exactly, Brian. You get it. Um, so when was the last time we were all three of us were together? Three, four weeks? More? I don't think so. I have no idea. I'd say like either where we because like where were we all together. Uh, have we have we been all together since you came back from America? I don't think so have we been all together since you why, why, have we ever done a podcast where three of us together we did, were in we did one or
0: two I no, know.
1: We, we did we, we?
0: we did, I had to get up early in the morning okay. I don't remember oh yeah, okay
1: <laughs> fair, fair, I'll trust you guys, I don't remember much it's a great gift and a come curse come a little
0: closer to that mic now yeah. <sighs> he's controlling me too much Brian I'm just asking you to sit still Brian, step in he's a peacock he's a peacock
2: you gotta you gotta yeah. I, like I saw an albino so peacock
0: did you yeah. yeah well not in real life on no. on, the, on the computers I got swooped upon by a peacock it was very impressive interesting uh where was that I was in Lisbon in March and we were walking up to the castle and as we were walking up the hill <coughs> I, I looked up I heard that noise and there was a peacock on a wall about... 30 40 feet away from us and it leapt off the wall and just swooped down over us in a lovely straight line it was like something out of fucking pokemon you know and like the the yeah. the, the arctic bird the sing- the firebird oh. flies over you and it just went I- and landed oh. on another wall and was like maltres and i was the only one that looked like uh, other tourists of course but like the three people i was with did not see it and i'm like you missed the fucking most impressive thing i've ever seen <laughs> and
1: that's great you had a kind of a real pokemon experience yeah brian you love peacocks that's one thing i know about you probably the only thing i know they about do. you you're a big peacock fan
2: I'm big fan yeah they're incredible, incredible. they're crazy Especially when they do the full display yes it's like a wall of eyes. yes it's terrifying that shimmers and makes noises. fucking insane it's crazy i love it love it favorite bird kevin imagine somebody describing that yeah. <laughs> for like the first time it's like you're fucking insane no man it had like this fucking like this just tail with eyes and like man like not not two eyes fucking hundred eyes a hundred eyes and they were like glowing and stuff it's like fucking get the fuck out of here you crazy uh God, you stupid, our peacocks crazy person
0: like we think of them as um I don't know. I think of them as like they're kind sort of associated with gentry. You think of them like estates and stuff floating around the place. Where are they from? They Where are were. they indigenous to? Like, are they Western European or were they brought in? That's either. a like that's a fairly exotic looking bird. For do the
1: female peacocks look the same as the male peacocks? No, nope. they're a bit... we got it backwards we got it backwards i think men should be the ones that have to wear makeup and all the all the spedazzle peacock yeah.
0: yeah you've um you've you've jumped uh, to my taste a little bit too far to the makeup thing that's not my uh, preference i know there are people that love or do enjoy that end of things but definitely i think that men's fashion is uh underserved or people don't try enough with it that being said i am dressed head to toe in black but I do uh, I do think that uh, there's a lot of missed opportunity in men's fashion people are just sort of basic what I mean Emir said you look great the other day buddy
1: in your black in your picture on Instagram oh yeah I got some shit for that she said it was a lovely photograph hmm and I said I took it and she didn't believe me. You got shit from who? Uh,
0: about a half dozen people uh, gave me to varying degrees of taking the piss uh, and varying degrees of whatever just... Uh, oh, pers- they're trapping. jealous. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say like, yes, jealous. Jealous. <laughs> jealous. Yeah, so yeah. Jealous people because yeah. you look great. And like, I was half joking but I was just like, every photo I put up is either a weird face hanging out of a tree, maybe I'm in the gym. Yeah, like, the one time I asked someone to take a photo sincerely... And even then I'm taking the piss of the fact that I'm dressed wrong for the weather mm-hmm. and I start getting shit. <laughs> fuck them. Yeah, fuck them, mate. It's like... They're trying to, they're,
2: they're trying to keep you yeah, down. Yeah,
0: there's
1: a lot of that. There's a lot of that. People will just kind of yeah, say stuff. They're trying to keep you down. Think they're be, they think they're being funny but what they're really mm-hmm. doing is using the opportunity to be passively aggressive through what they think is banter mm-hmm. but it's not. It's mm-hmm. just rude. It's not
0: banter. Yeah, it was... I had a friend was, who did was, shit like that making all the time. Sure you
1: stay in yeah, your role. They tried to I, put you down. and like lane. Fuck you.
0: Yeah, I, like, the people that commented in it or on it, like, I got a full sort of range of, like, I know that's lighthearted taking the piss. I know that's a little bit, of, like, I got a range of it, but I was just like, I don't know if it's fucking worth ever taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I know, give, um,
1: give, give. Take yeah, more. exactly, I was to say, take give more. them more take to hate. Time give time them more, more to Posting hate.
0: Him. Yeah. Um, Brian, we Welcome. should be,
1: Brian, me, you and I should be, like, a, a duo team life coach type of thing, where we just, I think we so. just destroy People's perceptions yep. of themselves and rebuild them. So, my favorite bird, uh, Brian, will probably be aware of this bird because Brian's up. Brian's up to speed and shit. Brian knows everything. Yep. He's he's on the ball. Um, but of course, uh, generally, I was thinking. Uh, my afterthought was, oh, crows. I love crows. Brian loves crows. Everybody loves crows. Crows are great. But my initial thought when you asked me what my favourite bird was was a shoebill.
0: Oh. Those that,
1: things are terrifying. It's the dinosaur. They're yeah. are great looking.
0: Okay. I think they're very... I think they're fascinating. They're not my favourite bird. I like... The, the more I've learned about them I'm like, they're a fucking crazy ass damn bird. But, um...
1: Well uh, see they came to my mind at first because it's just like they're such an interesting looking bird like they're phenomenal looking they're so prehistoric but uh, mm-hmm. just I love a good crow and a magpie and I try to respect the crows in my area and sometimes we mm-hmm. go b- goes for them and I'm like here I think like, you can fucking run after pigeons but leave the crows alone because crows, oh, crow. crows remember crows remember I know
0: crows remember Yeah. I am um, I sort of same sort of corvid family or magpies right yeah yeah, so that guy. I think like so. feeding me magpies. Yes.
1: Um. Yeah, do. Bird? The blackbird is the saint. kept or Saint Kevin, I believe, is the patron saint the blackbirds or something. Blackbirds are cute. Yeah. But to be honest, Ireland has beautiful birds. Like so many beautiful birds. Um, there's a bird that's around my area that I that looks real, real. Uh, it's a real interesting looking bird. Um, I can't think of the name of it. There's a customer I've mentioned him here before. He's an ecologist. Is it Emer? <laughs> <laughs> Brian, <laughs> that's a great Brian, You are the living end, the living end. Right. <laughs> You're hilarious, <laughs> Eden, Keep that oh one god. in. Oh my god! Hey, oh my god! Hey guys, guys. You know who my favorite bird is? Go on. <laughs> me on York? go on <laughs> get out of it get out of it men 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 men, men,
0: men, men, men. men. <laughs> uh, speaking of Fucking men Michael what? at a festival we, we the bag of cats have performed at one festival and the way the lineup worked out that day like only four of us could go and it was like somebody one of the guys hosting just went all right is everybody ready for four middle-aged white men to do some improv and the room cheered, and Michael started a chant: "White men, white <laughs> men, white men," and they stopped that so fast. <laughs>
1: well, that's hilarious. If you're going to, if you're going to introduce him like that, <laughs> oh, okay, that's hilarious. That is good. But, oh my god, um,
0: brilliant, brilliant. i <laughs> um, sorry I interrupted you. No, I think we can leave that in because that was done to a fucking audience, right? <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, yeah. No, no. That's amazing, and
0: it
1: was like, it's, it's tongue-in-cheek, it's banter. Yeah, 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 and it got shut down. Yes, anyway. <laughs> yeah, which I think is great. But, it, it, uh, it was
0: done to get shut down. Yes,
1: yes, but uh, uh, what was I going to say? To you? I can't remember what I was going to say, but... Uh,
0: I can tell you that peafowl are native to Sri Lanka in India, where they are the national bird. Peafowl. Phoenicians first brought peafowl from that. India to what is now Syria and Egypt about 3,000 years ago.
1: Oh, that peacock. Peacocks. Mm. Oh, interesting.
0: Because we think about them as being, I don't know, I think of them as being around, but I never thought about where they come from. Yeah. Why they're here. Fair.
1: Well, I I assume uh, anything that's kind of like, no, don't get me wrong, I was just going to say, Ireland has a beautiful uh, collection of indigenous animals and birds and all sorts but uh Ireland's a beautiful collection of indigenous animal birds and all sorts but uh mm. I assume stuff like peacocks and things were just brought in uh, from Lord, uh, British lords on their lavish grounds in Ireland and that's essentially where they came from
0: mm. yeah I mean that is definitely where again we're repeating ourselves I guess at this point that's where I associate mm. them with but mm. um, I didn't think to go of course fucking British Empire India that makes a lot of sense, yeah, yeah, beautiful birds um, beautiful birds if you have not bird, here if you
1: if you've not seen a, a peacock before folks, uh don't google them and just go to your local pet farm or exotic pets. or,
2: supplier. or, or yeah. exotic pet supplier. So, support your local exotic pets yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, and if you want to eat some peacock uh. <laughs> go to your lowest rated no. takeaway on, 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 or. Not at all, not at all. You want to go to somewhere really, like you want to head to like Cavistons or somewhere in Dawkey that does fancy ass fucking fowls. Guinea hens and, 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 uh, or maybe lessons. don't. Hmm? Or maybe don't. All right.
1: Maybe don't. Yeah. I don't think you should, uh, but you, but you can eat peacock and it is in fact a delicacy in many places around the world. However, only the blue Peacock species are allowed to be slaughtered in eaten. Consumption of the green peacock species is not allowed, as they are under a strict protection.
0: Any news in the in the world of media this week, boys and girls? Um are you playing Starfield by any chance, Brian, no. or does that
2: interest you at all? God no. No. Zero interest. Fair enough. Um you're not you're no, not a Bethesda
0: game guy, right? I
2: am not. No. Get that get that playing. You're playing, playing Ballerscape? No. Oh. no P4. That, what what I, what I look like a nerd no that's what are you playing definitely, definitely I'm playing definitely not nothing. With those you're not playing anything playing I'm not playing nothing you still, you're still in the VR world I haven't played it in weeks
0: <gasps> you had the um it's not, it's ps VR was it the new P- mm-hmm. places VR? okay all right all right okay all right It's not have time oh I'm sorry about that buddy Sorry about that, pal. Sorry about that old it bean. Sucks. Um, since I've got back from Edinburgh, I have settled into uh, a, a hermitage, I think. Um, I am just staying in the house and going to the gym. Hermetic. I'm about ten days into... He's gone hermetic. Uh, uh, house, draw, right, gym cycle. I did go out to try and talk to venues for comedy shows on Thursday... At which point I went to a movie. I went to see the Blue Beetle boys. Boys, um, um, a little late to it, I guess. In terms thumb of thumbs like, up, thumbs down. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, I think I'm gonna. Gi- I'm gonna give it a, like a eight years ago. Be a thumbs up. Yeah, if it came out a long time ago, it would be a thumbs up. Um, I think it's good. It's got some weak <coughs> moments. It's got some stuff that's like very spy kids y in terms of like the family doing shit together. Um, That's racist, but but that's not bad. Um, I think that it's diminished by its association with what the DCEU has been since 2013, I think, through, you know, Man of Steel, Dark Knight, or Batman versus Superman, all of that shit. Um, I do think it's very telling that. Uh it is the most disconnected from the DCEU film I've seen. Um, there's no illusions. Like even Shazam, which is pretty standalone, has uh Cavill's Superman suit popping up at the end, so that ties you into uh Cavill's Superman. This thing mentions Batman, it mentions Superman, it mentions a Blue Beetle being around in like the decade or twenty years beforehand. It's got the history of Dan Garrett. But it's completely, you don't see any, I don't think you see any production design or aesthetic that we've associated with the DCEU up to this point. And coming out of it, I was like, if anything is going to survive this transition, I think it might be this, because it's spot on to the comic, and it's not tied to anything that's come before it. So. um,
2: it's also got like largely new cast. Entirely new cast. Contracts and stuff like that. it's, It's not. Yeah, oh, I know what you're saying, yeah. yeah. Um, There's a rumor going around. I don't even know where it's from. It, it, somebody cropped a sentence. Somebody could have typed it in a Word document and just cropped it in to make it look like it was, you know, a rumor or a headline or something. But it's just funny to me. Uh, they're saying that Aquaman, Aquaman 2 has been lost in the Warner Brothers server. Imagine. <laughs> and they can't find it, <laughs> which... If it was true, that'd be absolutely hilarious. Oh, um, that would be so. Because it could be true. Because it could it could go the way of Batgirl. You know, it might be cheaper for them to take just insurance of, right off it. Uh, yeah, tax loss. God Almighty! I don't. The, I I don't know. Like has because I mean the the Flash was pretty dismal and were typing that up. Yeah, I sent and you this, that. that was supposedly testing really yeah. well and. I've been hearing that Aquaman Two has not been testing well at all, and like Amber Heard is in it, and she's you know poison. It's not not that even that she's poison. It's just do they want to do they want to release something and draw like she's she's doing her own thing now in Madrid, I think. What does that um, mean? And good good for her. She's just in Madrid. When you training see- for marathons and stuff. Okay. Um, do they just want to like? like attach her to a a press cycle you know and just just yeah. detract from yeah it's
0: just I, yeah. I, I if, they re- if they really if they if they remove her from
2: the film they have
0: to talk about it if they release her with it in the film they yeah. have to talk about it um it's a whole thing and it it's not going to be good and it also feels like momoa's like you know on gun's shoulder going let me be lobo you know like it feels like he's <laughs> over the aquaman thing yeah. The the Aquaman cameo at the end of the Flash was I
2: didn't even stick around for it.
0: <sighs> yeah, I, I stuck around, but I was like, I kind of I I got to the end of the Flash and went, "Thank fuck, this era of DC movies is over." And then they reminded me that Aquaman <laughs> two is coming. I'm like, like, oh, I, know, oh yeah,
2: I keep on forgetting it's coming out. To be honest, <laughs> don't know that it is. They 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 got it right once with Wonder Woman, and then. That was it, like, and even then they messed that up a bit towards the but, end. Yeah. it was still it was still decent, but what did you say, um, Brian? Which movie? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Oh, Wonder Woman was good. The, and the only part that that really took a misstep was the area yeah, final fight ...fucking CBI yeah, fight at the yeah, end. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he would have been yeah, far more was, threatening
0: just fighting her in the like uh, like Georgian era tailcoat. Yeah, that would have yeah, been yeah. much more. And, and he's yeah, a great and, actor. And,
2: and, Like, and David Thewlis is fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's one of those. Um, it's
0: one of those fucking things that like so annoys me about people making films that have no taste you know or, or no mm. aesthetic sense it's just like bigger and muscles and textures and CG render times need to be high high render times equals good movie in this instant David Thewlis would have been so much more intimidating and powerful as this
2: as himself 100% the, I didn't
0: need a costume change yeah. just being a god in Victorian or Especially post-Victorian just, era just
2: yeah like it's the symbol of it you know just him looking like uh, a, a man, kind of at the
0: early 20th century you know,
2: imperialist. Yeah. yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, that, that's the only time they've really kind of like how many years? Just, 2013, was 2013. Was that Manisteen? 2013.
0: Man I'm not sure if I, I'll double check this now. I, I, You know, you got milestones in life. I was in Denmark in 2011, and then I went back in 12 or 13, and that's when I heard about the Affleck announcement. So it's soon after. That's when I think about it.
2: Um, right. I think it was a little earlier, possibly. Well, I, anyway. Um, Point being, 2013 was Man of Steel.
0: Okay. Um, so we were probably yeah. hearing about Cavill
2: in 2011. Yeah. yeah. A, a decade of. Just missteps. Solid decade. Never. Yeah. Never getting. Never really getting it right. Yeah. Crazy. And
0: like. Again, I was in Denmark. 2011. I was seeing Thor. Like I would. I was doing this training course and like my gift to myself with limited money and limited access to things was like I would go to the cinema if there was something on. That's what was around and that's what I did. And there wasn't a lot of films that I wanted to go and see and I didn't have a lot of money to spend so I was, you know, using my cinema choices judiciously. And uh, uh, I had enjoyed 300 and Sucker Punch came out. And this is the guy making the new Superman movie so let's go see Sucker Punch. <laughs> I've never and seen I saw Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch and it was... It's dreadful. God awful. And... It's so bad. And... It's weird. It's very creepy. It's... A horny teenage boy wrote a script. Did he write that? Yeah. Yeah. And that's when all the sort of rumors about like Warner starting to exert control over his Superman projects and stuff and like, because he had been given a degree of free reign after 300 and then they saw Sucker Punch and were like, let's, let's check this a little bit. And I was like, I don't know if I, I can't remember if I was like, you really need to exert control over this guy or you need to let him go, but um he shouldn't write stuff anyway um anyway a no. decade of
1: why do we
2: always end up talking about don't, it don't well
1: <laughs> speaking of him uh on the snyder cast He's got a chokehold oh. in this podcast right uh you brought it up so fuck you rebel um, moon no not rebel moon no 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 uh i don't know if you saw this thing uh recently uh, it was like this week or last week i can't remember a twitter account has dug up so called a snyderverse or something on on a Twitter and has its logo as the X, the same as the Twitter logo and all that kind of stuff. And this this Snyderverse, well, you know, this Snyderverse uh, account had dug up um, old tweets from James Gunn. And James Gunn was saying how he didn't like uh, Tim Burton's Batman, that like it was the worst work of everybody involved in the movie. Uh, and the soundtrack was awful. And, uh, he also didn't like Christopher Nolan's Batman, you know? He had, you know, issues with that. But the people are trying to get him cancel sync. And it's like, trying to start like, hashtag cancel James Gunn, get James Gunn fired. And it's like, and it's so funny because it's when you actually look into it, it's just like, yeah, you're just upset that he doesn't like the same movies as you guys. So you want to yeah. get him fired. Yeah.
0: It's like, it's just fucking it's just
1: Jesus. Yeah. Imagine being like that easily upset and Listen,
0: triggered. I, I love, love Burton's Batman. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And then I saw Nolan's Batman, and I was like, yeah, this is cool too, but like, Nolan, or like, Burton's Batman was dark, and it was like, like, that's a cool dark Batman. And then I went back and watched it again, and I was like, oh, this is so camp in so many ways. And it's like, he made the suit black, but he's made Adam West's Batman with... You know, body armor and dark corners—like it's—it's so kitschy and like down to the Joker's like henchmen and the Dutch angles and like he just
2: mm-hmm. he just remade the '60s show. Like, and and the thing is, Schumacher was just doing the same thing. It just—it was just too far. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, and too it was, overproduced. It, it just needed to be. Yeah, need. You know, people talk about him being the worst things ever, but he was just trying to do what had already kind of been established in terms of let's take this very camp kitschy thing and dial it up for the taste of the decade you know and it worked and then it didn't work
0: I mean as much as as much as we look at the day glow and the the bright colours and the silly shit of like Batman and Robin like I remember going to see that movie for a neighbor's birthday party when we were like 10 or whatever and I remember going into Cineworld and walking past the arcades and, like, the world seemed bright and colourful and day-glow and kitschy and, and, like, Star Trek and, like, people had, like, glasses with, like, fucking hologram skulls and shit on them. And, like, the world felt like it was full of this colourful day-glow shit. And it was. And, you know, yeah, it's a big kitschy mess of a fucking film, but that was in the 90s to a degree. Um, yeah, fair. Especially the 90s of a child as well. So,
2: I have a very expected. fast food commercial, which Burton's was as well. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. He just gets away with it because he went on and did other things in a similar style. Mm. And he gets remembered for his overall taste and aesthetic. Mm. But Batman '89 was a big, big fast food toy commercial. Yeah. 100%. The. um.
0: Kevin and I went to the comic shop there in the middle of the week, and um, I saw the they had a copy of the number one Blue Beetle with with uh, Jaime Reyes as the it was the the relaunch of that Blue Beetle, and I was looking at it going, God, this feels like this just happened because I am a Blue Beetle fan. Like I don't know how many Blue Beetle fans there are out there, but it ties to the fact that like. When I went to a market stall in Dunleary in, in 1994 in the first time I found like actual American comics for sale in long boxes in a dark market in Dunleary, four for a pound. I got two issues of Blue Beetle and two issues of Blue Devil, and I just read those books inside out, just stared at every page because I'd never heard of this character, and it was so bright and fun and goofy, and I loved it. So like I've got a, a you know a deep affection for the Blue Beetle, um, like. I got my favorite t-shirt that I own is is my Blue Beetle t-shirt because who the fuck owns a Blue Beetle t-shirt where the fuck I don't even know why this got made (laughs) um and it's like Ted Cord Blue Beetle like I love this thing um it's it's getting kind of worn but it's like I don't know so um what I was getting to there though was um it's interesting how technologies become standard and unnoticed. Now, this is going to make sense in a second. Uh, the The Batman movies that we see from the eighties and the the nineties are made a certain way because they've got certain production techniques and certain visual effects and budgets and and filmmaking options available to them. And as we've gone on, as you get into the Nolan world of things, and the budgets become more like the the fact that we can do superheroic things in films, and not look at it and go that's shit you know like you think of that captain america with the rubber ears um hmm. it's just shifting technologies as much as anything else some i mean making a batman in the 80s and 90s maybe you had to lean into the the absurdity of it a little bit more um and i got there because i saw that issue of the blue beetle in subsidy i went like, that feels like that just happened yesterday but i think it's 2013 2014 was the year on the cover and you can look at comics from the '90s and go, "That's a '90s comic." You can tell by the the, the line work. You can tell by the uh, coloring styles. It's yeah, the graphic design choices on the cover. You can tell a comic from the '80s. You can tell a comic from '70s, '60s. You can work your way back and gauge the age of them. Digital art, photos, like di- drawing directly onto a screen in Photoshop. Like I could not tell you what year that Blue Beetle comic came out of. It just looks like a digitally colored comic now, maybe you know art styles and stuff, but it feels like the tool set has got to the point where people just do whatever the hell they want now, and it it looks i I just don't know what what would be a what would be an art style trend of the last ten years
1: uh you know? i well the last ten years, I'm not
0: sure, but uh yeah. definitely i like i think i mean I feel like you're having a gauge. It by, like the the costume designs. Like I can tell you a new fifty two because they redesigned the high collar and lots of lines on the suit, but not from the production styles. You know what I mean? Fair. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's going through though a bit of a stylistic shift at the moment. You know, I think uh, uh, I think it's definitely going down the route of the likes of James Heron. Uh, he seems to be kind of as influential as. McG- to artists as maybe Vignola was or you know because I think James Heron's is building but he's obviously influencing a huge amount of people like I think Darren Warren Daniel Warren Johnson is heavily influenced by him
0: how am I spelling James Heron
1: Brian
2: H-A H-A-R-R-E-N James Heron sorry I would have thought they were kind of contemporaries though no
0: what do you mean like kind of uh, you Daniel Warren Johnson oh you're so you're talking yeah, about would Omega, have, uh, is it? yeah yeah and rumble and hellboy i think he did some hellboy. I, yeah I, I would think of them as contemporaries yeah
1: uh well i know Danny warren johnson has literally said yeah. like he saw he, like he was teaching art in the school or something saw james's stuff and was just like what the fuck and that's actually kind of that was one of the final pushes
2: that made him go like i gotta do this and for me they're both very manga influence yeah. right. so that's true 100%. I, I can see i can see the mignola influence for sure as well particularly with harold but um, well, that's the, the, the content and the topics. Kind of and and well, this,
1: but this yeah. is true. This that's a good point, Brian. Actually, as well. Mm-hmm. This is like we're we're looking at like because it's like realistically, they're guys our age to a degree, right? That are kind of like coming up, and you know, obviously, years of work behind them, and now they're, they're getting the fruits of their labor. So they're more prominent now. But they're a bunch of guys, like probably some of the first generation of artists that would have been really influenced by manga uh, and had more access to it. All well, that, that zippertone it, stuff is going back access, in a big way.
0: It's the access and the availability to tutorials and training and stuff. Like, you could hand me a pack of full of that Zipperton stuff, but if I can't go to YouTube and see how the fuck it's being used, um, I'm not going to be able to figure it out in the same way, you know? Yeah. Um, like, I've said that before with, like... Um, oh, I can't remember her name, the artist. There's an artist who's... Um, uh, the Dam Keeper, you know that animated film? And um, all the character design stuff was done by a guy there. And I remember looking at his line work going, how the fuck is he doing that? Like, he's just pencil drawings so that look gorgeous. And then one day he just put up an Instagram video of him drawing. And I went, oh, look at the way he's moving the pencil. That's how he's doing it. You know, and like, suddenly I just got a pencil out, did it. and was like, it's that simple. All I needed to see was see how he's making the mark. And of course, you know, his design sense is going to lead to how the characters look and whatnot. But in terms yeah. of how he's making that mark, it's like, great, got it. So having access to how to use how to throw down ink and how to uh, throw those um, is it zipperton is that what what's the name of that stuff yeah ziptone. Zipatone ziptone stuff um, having access to and, and examples of how to use it makes a huge difference yeah
1: fair but I think that stuff is obviously uh, becoming more and more prominent in comics mm. nowadays you definitely see more people utilizing it yeah,
0: um, I mean... Like, as, as it's thing goes it's, through it's having a resurgence and, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think it goes through fads and trends and stuff. Yeah. Well, there's so many so many digital artists that like, if, if people get really good at that 2D stuff, or if people get really good at those traditional skill sets, they stand out. Like Daniel Warren Johnson stands out for his traditional... Yeah. The complexity of the traditional work. Um. Sean Gordon Murphy as well with his pens and his inks and his 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 stuff. Uh the yeah,
1: I don't know if I sent it a group chat. Uh I think he posted a Gambit and Rogue commission he was working on. Uh very, very cool.
0: Okay. So the Blue Beetle movie was fun. Oh yes. Uh, I was uh, hap- I was kind of surprised they went down the OMAC route. Uh the one man army corps stuff. Uh I guess because I haven't read the Jamie Reyes stuff or Jaime Reyes stuff. Um it's fun. I hope they keep him around, basically is where I'm getting to. Do you think they will? I don't know if Gunn will. I don't know. I've no idea. Um Gunn has sort of been what, on the fence about what's staying and what's going. I think if he had if the Flash had been a massive success, I think he would have been more obligated to hang on to stuff. Um what a fucking mess. I sent you that TikTok of like the yeah. visual effects stuff oh, for him. Instagram, yeah. And what I was looking at was like the comment or the title under it where somebody was just like this is a work of art yeah and it's just like he looks like he's being held up by his fucking crotch not running right like he's looks horrible how do you anyway especially as they like I don't think of the Eternals as a standout film for many things but the 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 super speed run across the world was cool what was that character's name Macari? or am I making that up yeah Macari. Um. Anyway,
1: yeah. Oh well, you know it is what it is. Will we see more Blue Bittle? Who knows? I have to watch it first, anyways. Aiden and I had another cinema experience this week. Hmm. And uh, we went to see Bridge Over the River Kwai in the Stella Cinema. Aiden, you hadn't been there before. It's been my second time there. I went last Saturday to see Barbie. Uh what did you, what do what, what do you think what was your experience have you ever been to Stella Uh
2: not the cinema no. Okay. I've been in the bar. Okay. Think, but no, not cinema.
0: Um so the Stella cinema is in Rathmines in <laughs> County Dublin. It is a refurbished 100-year-old cinema. Uh They've got lovely photographs of it and like ticket stubs and things lying around from it being functional in the 60s and the 50s and I guess 30s. I guess we can go back through time. That's 100 years. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of died a death or it was looking like dog shit or closed down and somebody bought it, did it up, made it a prestige cocktails and, and repertory screening kind of place. Um, it was 21 euro a ticket to go and see this um, which is pricey but like I'd never seen the bridge on the River Kwai if you want to see
2: You're paying for that free glass of Prosecco um,
0: I mean I don't even think you get that free glass of Prosecco with most screenings like I, I asked okay. when I got in it was like what? is that for this screening specifically and they went yeah we just put it on because it's the middle of the day and I was like okay alright um, so I think that's a, like I don't think Kev got a free glass of Prosecco when he went to see Barbie No, but I think when you're showing Bridge on the River well, Kwai when you couldn't
2: you couldn't have that crowd.
0: Yeah, look, it's expensive, um, but walking into that theater for the first time, and the lights and the way the the plasterwork of the ceiling looks, and the curtains, and like they've got little like scent things making sure the place smells decent, and um, it was it was beautiful. It was a lovely way to walk into a theater. The seats were phenomenally cushy. I loved it. Uh, they got the footstools in front of you little uh, lamps on your tables the lamps all go down when the movie starts uh i did my usual thing when booking a cinema ticket which is i always go a little further back and because i know that like the general accepted best practice is like as central as possible because of how the fucking you know the speakers and the sound systems whatever the hell but i always come a little further back a little closer to the edge cuz you know i need to get out in the middle of the theater in the middle of the movie i say that to say because these things are giant armchairs rather than little cinema seats um, you're way further back than you think you're going to be. Um, so if I were going again, I'd book closer because I felt, right, we're pretty far away here. Is that, before getting into the film, is that a good enough summation of the, I guess, the experience? Uh, well, uh, I'm not mad on the food idea. Okay. You ordered food, right? Yes. What did you order? Uh, Parmesan fries and chicken tenders. And how were they?
1: Uh well well look, they were delicious. The first time I had them they were delicious. I also shared them with I had a the last time I shared was I shared the fries with Emer and I had a hot dog myself. This time I had the changes myself, my tenders myself and the chips. Um couldn't eat it all. But uh I uh it was fine. I just think the heat had dampened my appetite. But uh no, nah, I'm into it, dude. Whatever.
0: It's an experience. Yeah, I I know what you're saying. I and I know it's my Expectations of a cinema experience. Uh, I, I think cine- popcorn, drink, some sweets, and that's your setup. Like yeah, I, when I, they, when when hot dogs and nachos started coming along, I'm like, this is getting involved and warm and messy, and I don't want a meal like this when I'm seeing a film. But whatever. But by the time you order food, and it shows up in the middle of the movie, like a guy comes in with a tray, and like he did it discreetly, like you said, it comes in. You said it comes in like a half an hour into the film. I, yeah, it, this came in pretty much immediately, but obviously much Pretty prior. much immediately. Um, You know, a guy comes in as the film's starting and kneels down in front of you. He's like, okay, who ordered the fries? Who ordered the chicken wings? And I like, okay, okay, great, okay. Cheers, yeah, thanks. And like, I, I don't want that, personally. I don't want that, and I don't necessarily want it going on around me. That's me, personally. Go and see a movie. We're not, if you want a meal, go for a meal. If you want a movie, come to the movie. That's me, personally. Thoughts from the group? Disagree? Am I the asshole?
1: Uh, I mean, what I hear from you is, I don't like it, therefore no one should have it.
0: Well, I think I just said, that's just me, let's hear some other opinions.
1: But But what, so I'm not allowed to share my opinion? So you're you're literally criticising me? You, you, Brian...
0: Am I nuts? I heard him. I, I Am heard I him. nuts? I just said this is what I feel about this. Yeah, he heard him. yeah. but I'm said, open to hearing other opinions. And
1: then I gave you my opinion, and you criticized me straight away, and then said, "But that your I
0: opinion, like- your opinion was to attack me for my opinion."
1: Well, um, no, my, but so I'm not allowed to have an opinion about you.
0: I'm. I mean, if you were to say <laughs> I like it a wow, lot, wow. I really enjoy it, and I want to keep wow, doing it, wow. that's your opinion. But to go, Wow you just like attacked me for my opinion. Uh, I'm gonna let Brian referee this and see how he feels. How do you feel about the food in cinemas? That's the question.
2: How do I feel about food in cinemas? Don't get triggered now, Aiden. Either of you. I think it's 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 gotta be. If any food's allowed, then it's all allowed. Okay. You know, if popcorn and packets are allowed, then fucking everything should be allowed. But then do I want the screen smelling like hot food and stuff? No, I don't. But um, I would tend to be more of a purist, but I also kind of don't care. Yep. So I I want to go in. I want to be kind of just under a trance, looking at the big glowing thing in front of me and uh-huh. in a dark room, like it's projecting from my own imagination. And I'm just... Fully absorbed. Can I? That's my preference. Can I just ask, because I, I can't don't really remember, mind, Kevin? don't yes. really mind at the same time other people eating and stuff. I can just go to okay. something else. Okay. You know.
0: Can I just ask, uh, as I can't remember, Kevin, if I had wanted to order a burger, was that on the menu? Yes. Can you see that this becomes very... At what point is cutlery getting involved? And then we have the clinking of... No, they have
1: wooden, wooden cookery.
0: Cutlery. I can ever say cutlery.
1: Before. Okay. Uh, can I actually so have you're, a serious note? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in regards to the food and stuff. Uh, I think personally, uh, whatever food is on sale in the cinema should be the only food there. People bringing in like sushis and I, I, I used to go to cinema with somebody and they'd bring in these really like very bitter smelling Eastern European stews and all that kind of stuff. And it was a very bizarre choice. Uh, but also people would turn around and be like, "Oh, sorry, like kind of that smells too bad. Can you cover it up?" You know, which uh-huh. I think is fair uh-huh. enough because it's it's spoiling your experience, you know. Sure. Um, but in in fairness, watching Bridge over the River Kwai uh, and having the my portion of foods beside me, I did move them from the left side to which where you were on to the right side because even I was just, like at a point it was just like the Frank's hot sauce was on the chicken tenders. Like I'm smelling it all the time now, and I don't like it.
0: So your experience of having the food next to you was discouraging. Yes.
1: But 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 I didn't but I didn't have that with the hot dog. Hot dog hot dog was gone. Yeah. But I could just I could always get a little pang off the hot sauce. But um I know in all fairness like kind of you know, it's the Stella I was like, you know, the novelty of it blah, blah blah But uh yeah, like kind of you saw me the last time made in as well. I didn't order popcorn or anything that at all because I was just I'm just gonna this food and that's enough, you know. But mm-hmm. uh ultimately I do think popcorn is the superior uh, cinema snack, um, and I'll take a hot dog in Parnell. But I think that's it now. You know, I've I, I've tried I tried the things that I was interested in in okay. Stella. Yeah, but uh, I think yeah, hot uh, popcorn and coke. is it's suffices. So
0: then, um, are we broadly on the same page? Then that uh, the traditional cinema concessions currently are the best case scenario. Hundred percent, hundred percent. The
2: I would say just even no concessions. So.
0: And that's that's fair to a degree. That's like, if I go to the lighthouse, I rarely because, have anything, you or IFI has nothing, but I do like who's popcorn. Who's
2: to say, just because it's, you know, the norm here, yeah. smelling hot popcorn and salt. Yeah. I like the smell, but that could be just as overpowering as the the this, depending on where somebody's from. And then who do we, who gets to say which is the okay one? Yeah, you're right. You're you right. But well, also, what, it,
1: what drives you mad about, uh, look 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 i like my snacks you know at the end of the day i will i will eat it all so you know and and like you know i don't mind anybody else doing all this stuff and i, w- I would be the person who next might go to sell it i'm probably gonna get a cheeseburger i didn't have that yet you know these type of things but my point
2: is uh if they put it on the menu, then
0: it's fair game once it's on the it's menu. But the the yeah. theaters are always going to put it on the menu because, as we know from fucking films and theaters, they make their money on the yes, food. Yes, but that's the thing. So I was going to when, say when they can stop charging six bucks for popcorn and start charging seventeen for a burger, then
2: yeah, they're going to do
0: it.
1: I think the food is pretty, pretty yeah,
2: but well it, you know, we either buy... We opt in or we opt out. But
1: uh, but yeah, uh, this yeah. this was gonna say though is like uh, I, I you know and I get this from my father for sure. But the thing that drives me mad in cinemas is, is when someone's trying to either open up a packet like as in I like, just go for it, open it, you know. But the the, the insistence on just burying a hand in it and yeah. <laughs> that that mm-hmm. I find out if we were talking about if we're talking about stuff that annoys us in cinemas and stuff, uh, the 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 people like just like the like the rusting of stuff, burying them. But like my dad did us what My dad used to give out to us when we were kids, you know, he'd be sitting there and he'd just be like, like we could rent in a movie we we're sitting there eating stuff and dad would just be like giving us a side eye like what the fuck? Why are you making so much noise? <laughs> you know? I don't get that at all. But my dad's an incredibly patient. <laughs> I honestly do My dad's an that. incredibly Being patient by and, noise. And, and it's rubbed off on me.
2: Especially in a cinema because you've got this massive sound system, you know? Just... Just watch the film. Yeah, it, like it, it, the middle ground is it, if, it can if, be slightly like irritating. If
0: some... I always try to make sure like I open my packets before the film starts, um, make them accessible. There's a level of it t- that's gonna be no,
2: here. Look, to be honest, I'm, I'm a I'm a highly distractible person, and it does. Yeah, I
1: was gonna say, I was gonna say all of this stuff to be honest. Because I'm watching, I never think about it. I never come out with a cinema and be like, oh, this and that. And the reason I think the main perk for me about the Stella versus other cinemas has been in uh, and recently and stuff is that the crowd seems way more respectful of the space i think the fact that it's a posher nicer environment people aren't on their phones they're not doing you're not talking they're not, you know what i mean like it, it's i'm saying there's no poor people in it wow. um
0: I'm, I'm poor and i go there um, I and mean, trading places told us this in the 80s right
2: you were
1: not poor i don't i don't, you I don't, are don't. Not let's poor. not go there let's not go you're a, there. You're a dublin homeowner <laughs> <Yes. Excuse> me. <laughs> but uh you're landed gentry now yes. motherfucker but um but no, I do I do own land. It's good to own land. But um, Right.
0: I'm drawing you as gentry. That's <laughs> the cover this week. <laughs> no,
1: no, uh, but no, in all seriousness. Um
0: <laughs> Don't mess with your street image Don't, forget, don't forget his sighthound. Okay. Yes.
1: No, well, uh, no what then. I was gonna say is um no, my, my, like, like I like to stand it because it's fucking quiet. People, I don't know, probably too quiet, fell asleep. But, <laughs> but it's like we'll come to that. But it's good, it's good. Uh, I don't, man. The last few times I've been in the cinema, it's just been it's been people taking taking phone calls, yeah. making videos. No. By, the like, uh, seeing, by the time you're seeing, that's ridiculous. By the time you're seeing a classic
0: film in a cinema for, in the, by the time you're seeing a classic film in the middle of the day for twenty euro a ticket with a glass of prosecco, you've got people that want to see the fucking film. That being said. Some old cunt didn't turn their fucking phone on silent and I just kept hearing booty burp, burp every time a fucking message came in. Uh, that, was, that was
1: only that was only uh, uh Only
0: eight or nine times. Was it? Uh, yeah. You had a nap in the middle of it, Dude, it was I, some quick snoring as well.
1: I fell asleep for two seconds.
0: Long enough for me to notice, laugh, watch some more of the film, and then decide to take a picture of it.
1: I, I will say I thought you were sleeping.
0: Huh? I no. Say, no. Okay. It looked like no. It. 100% not.
1: No, I'm happy I flipped you off in the cinema.
0: Yeah. Just also, in the middle of the film, some, some, some fucking Scobie took his hand in front of me flipped me off. And I was like, does this have anything to do with what Alec Guinness is going through? Why is this happening? That was me. It was just it occurred was. to you to flip me off in the middle of the movie. Yeah. I got up the reposition and I gave you the old sneaky. Whoa. Could I suggest that perhaps you were trying to do anything to get the blood moving and wake yourself up? Probably,
1: yeah. Yeah, it was a nice, <laughs> cool building, I'll tell you that much. Mm. yeah mm. I like it Yeah.
0: Um, so it's it's armchairs in the middle two seaters in the back and then like the bed things up the front yeah
1: the bed thing. everybody goes on about the, oh the bed things are weird they're, I not, don't... they're not bed things
0: are
2: be- uh, the beds for smooching
1: uh, I don't know they're very front I
0: think they just reclined because they're that low up the fucking front of the cinema you know you've got to be looking up <laughs>
1: they're just a little bit more like extended yeah. or whatever but anyways
0: but you can smooch through
1: right? sh- uh, yeah you can smooch on the couch at the back is well
0: yeah but okay. it's you're 200 yards from the screen at that point it is a long room yeah um, that's even better yeah,
1: yeah. more
2: smooching okay you can't watch a film and smooch yeah, yeah, so yeah. what difference does it make if you're far away right. that's a fair point um that's a fair point sitting in the back row of the movies on a Saturday night with you is that an actual song? <sighs> yeah <laughs>
1: Uh, So anyways, the cinema, Stella, I like it. It's good. The food is good. Bring food back in the cinema. More food in the cinema is what I say. Give me a seafood
0: chowder any day. No, no. Dinner theatre, bad. There's a restaurant. That's what you want. There's a restaurant. Seafood chowder, napkins.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Crunchy croutons. Slurp it up. Slurping it up.
0: There's a restaurant in Dublin tried to do stand-up comedy while serving dinners. And it was by all accounts a fucking disaster. Was that was that on my connect was that my c- contact to you? No. Okay. No. Okay. No, this was actually it was a place I can't remember where the fuck it was. I do remember that it was like it was near enough to Chine, and they came in and flyered their comedy night to the customers of the comedy night that was on in there. You know, it was a bit like huh? A bit a bit toe steppy, I think. Sure. But, um I don't know, people are trying things. The movie itself then. The Bridge on the River Kwai, nineteen fifty seven, Alec Guinness, um oh what's the other guy? William Holden, Jack Hawkins, Sesui Hayakawa as um Colonel Saito, I think. Um I had never seen this. Have had have, have you seen this, Brian? Yes. Kevin, you had seen it.
1: Uh, I'd seen, yeah, I've you know, I've seen enough of it to remember bits and bobs of it, but then at the same time, uh, kind of, you know, definitely a rewatch was like watching most of it again.
0: So,
2: not my adult What's life, your, it what's,
0: what's your association with the bridge on the River Kwai? Uh, I think of it as like
2: a- it's 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 one of the best. It's one of the best things you can pick for a game a Hangman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just based on people the the variety of letters? the
2: number of yeah, not even the variety, just people see those empty spaces and they go, what that can't be a thing yeah, fair, interesting, um are they used to at least probably yeah. not so much these days um, but
1: but,
0: uh, but, I, but,
2: I, but it's daunting it, yeah when you it see it. Been so on. you
0: gotta, you got a you lot of lot of e's a's mm-hmm. o i you get you get a lot of vowels out of it
2: oh you do you do i'm just saying you know when people see it that initial the little, what the fuck am i gonna do spots here? Yeah. they go i'm never gonna get this and then even if they get the ease they're like what
0: yeah um and also just to mention it but i mean less so these
2: days probably
0: so what were you going to say kevin uh you asked me a question i can't remember yep your association with a oh, bridge on the river court. oh like not not anything particularly
1: mad more i'm sure uh, most people's association with it but it would have been on rte a fair amount growing up and my dad would have watched it a fair amount growing up and it's a movie i would have been very familiar with
2: i would have seen it on tv first and then i would have watched it again in college fair i would have got it from the library it's a real like um
0: saturday afternoon on utv or like on uh like RTE, like Kelly's Heroes, or a real, or Great yeah, Escape. a real Sunday, kind of Christmas movie.
1: Well, uh, I always associate like RTE used to show always uh, kind of around maybe I don't know around twelve o'clock or something. They, they show an old World War Two movie or an old, I know a more a more um, uh, an older movie, basically Golden Age.
0: Would you say that's a mm. Golden Age? Maybe not. I would. I w- whether or not it's fifty-seven. Like, I think it's fifty-seven. Yeah, yeah, fifty-seven. Um I I think of that style of film, that that aesthetic, that cinema scope, that technicolor, that that style of film and filmmaking, that level of special effects, as, you know, classic movies, you know, as um, the stuff that you see at Christmas. Now really what's happening is growing up in the I'm growing up in the nineties and they're showing films from thirty years ago. And now we're in 2023 and they're showing film from 30 years ago and instead we're seeing fucking, I don't know, Harry Potter and Transformers movies at Christmas. It, I come, I do have that thing where I come down on Christmas Day or Christmas Evening or New Year's Day and Stephen's Day and I'm like, let's put on a, a seasonal piece of programming. And it's like, it's not, you know, Jimmy Stewart and Bell, Book and Candle. It's Transformers, the Revenge of the Fallen. I'm like, mm, this isn't quite what I want in this. Time of the year, but is that just me being a dick?
2: Yeah, cool. Mm. Um, I had never, I wasn't going to say dick, I was just going to say curmudgeon, curmudgeon, but
1: yeah, an old curmudgeon.
0: Go on, Hatch. I just, Hatch. I, 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 I do think that, um, I do think that there's this idea maybe that uh, national broadcasters get this window at one end of the year to screen stuff as sort of special seasonal festivus stuff and they have all of cinema to play with and the fact that we're reaching for the winter soldier they also
2: have what they've already paid for
0: mm, that's
2: fair never thought we of it like that still show this we've we've paid for this we still have the rights to show this so you mm. just put put it on right I
0: do wish they would. What they were instead doing was, uh, who was the guy on RTE that used to like screen the midnight movies or choose the midnight movies? Brian Redden. Is that who it was? Maybe. Um, Is that who you're thinking of? No. Well, maybe. I don't know. I just remember the. I remember the phenomenon of the late chosen movies being sort of more interesting and more variety to them. Um, but I can't. That was remember a Friday the night thing and, though. I can't remember the guy that did it.
2: You're talking about the Friday night one. Yeah. Brian Redden I believe yeah Interesting.
0: Um, yeah that's that's kind of what I'm getting at is like when we get to the, end, the last picture show wasn't that's it? the name of it thank you um, yeah. when we get to that end of the year and we've got this room to just not choose or not show broadcast television it's like well what fucking movies were there from the 40s 50s 60s 70s that you're not showing the rest of the year
2: we should get him on is that doable I don't know
0: let's investigate why not well you'd have to talk to him let's I wouldn't have a clue that sounds like an Aiden job. There are many jobs that sound like Aiden jobs, but no. This is one one no them. jobs hiring. So, what do think? We got an Aiden. What? Uh, what's your? I don't know. What, what do you think of the Bridge on the River Kwai? I'll ask Brian because it's been a while since you've seen it. What's your like?
2: I didn't rewatch it. I, I know.
0: That's why I said it's been a while right, since okay, you've seen it. Right. So yeah. I'm asking you with the loosest association, like. Do you remember liking it? Do you remember oh, yeah. anything no, stand out it, as like sure. a problem in it or like bad storytelling, bad filmmaking? What's a highlight? What's a good thing? You know, like what are your thoughts?
2: I, I think the last time I watched it was in IADT. Okay. Um yeah. two Snyders ago. <laughs> That's two old Snyder cycles, yeah. right? That's two old Snyder cycles. I was talking Whoa. to somebody about that a little bit. It's and, uh,
0: I was I was talking to somebody about comic book shit and I just got to a point where it's like, I think I got four Batman reboots left in me and then I'm dead, so I'm not really worried anymore. Um, but two Snyder cycles ago, you watched The Bridge on the River Kwai. I think I watched it in the library. Right. Um, which was the style at the time.
2: Which was the style at the time.
0: You weren't allowed to take the DVDs out. The library was out. the place
2: to be. The library was the place to be. Mm. Um, I had seen it on TV uh, before that. I came up... must have come up somewhere in class for me to kind of think. i got to go watch this. Probably in you know, the film history class. I was like, I'm going to check this out again. But it was a while ago. Mm. I don't really recall it. Yeah. But I did like it. Mm. You'd seen it? I, I had seen never it? seen it. I'd love to
0: get Kevin's thoughts on it oh. before I go at That's it surprising. A, like... That's surprising. It's a blind. It was a blind spot, and um, cutting this often when my mother goes, "Oh, this is a great movie," I go, mm. <laughs> <laughs> "Sure," I get my back up a little bit, um, and it becomes a block because my mother just went on and on about Alec Guinness, um, and yeah, I'd get a little back up on it. But um, Kevin, what's become of you, Kevin? I feel like he's left laundry outside or something. <laughs> <laughs> that could be it. That's just me guessing, but it would be the only reason why the pissing rain outside would be an issue. Alright, well, I'll, I'll give you my take on it then, um, having never Do- seen it. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it definitely fell into, like... Look, it could have been a little shorter. Um, it's got that sort of old-timey filmmaking where it's just like a little little more time spent just slowly panning across a room. Um, but, you know, that's part of the charm of older films as well. It's like, take its time. Um... There's stuff in it where I really enjoyed it, right? Like, So so Colonel Nicholson, Alec Guinness's Colonel Nicholson comes along and he kind of gets Stockholm Syndrome into building this bridge for his Japanese captors. Uh, He sort of fixates on doing a good job and maintaining the discipline of his unit and becomes kind of invested in the work that they're doing as being important. And when his military companions come along to destroy a strategic target for the Japanese he kind of causes a, a problem for them because he's now fixated on the thing he's built that's just a little recap for anyone who's never seen it um, it, it was great the The scale of it as well like yeah, in the opening huge. credits they, they mentioned the the engineering firm that was brought in to build the bridge you know because they had to actually build the bloody bridge Um, the, the number of extras the battalion that are using to build the thing was huge so that's really impressive Um. The there's some stuff in it where you're going so a, a lot of the uh, early section is about Alec Guinness sticking to his guns around enforcing uh, the rules of the Geneva Convention. Neither he nor his uh, fellow officers are to be uh, press ganged into manual labour as prisoners of war and the colonel of the camp is insisting that everybody who's a prisoner will work regardless of their rank. And he is beaten and sweat boxed, and so are his, uh, his fellow officers. And ultimately the guy folds and agrees that they will take on an administrative position overseeing whatever. Now, what we're cheering for here is the posh boys refusing to work. And what the rest of the battalion ultimately cheer him for and raise him on his shoulders, raise them on their shoulders for... Is the posh boys won't do the work and they've maintained the working, they've maintained the class structure into the POW camp, and the working men are uh, overjoyed for this, overjoyed by this. And I was watching that going, this is a bit fucking stupid. <laughs> um, uh, it is as much uh, an odd societal psychosis. As anything else that happens in the movie, that the the class structure has to be maintained, uh, the sort of <laughs> that's, stiff British upper lip. That's such a bizarre aspect of the movie, in a
1: sense. That's such a, like, and obviously the times are different because people appreciated like more kind of like you know hierarchical system and things like that, you know. But it you're it is funny because it's just kind of like the, he's so like you know against the Jiva convention now you can't have officers working and it's just like that's not the problem here, <laughs> you know
0: yeah it's such a funny thing to see to see celebrated ultimately and and it's like you know the boys get to sit around and have scotch and and have tea brought to them while they plan the labor of the rest of the prisoners yeah
1: and they're like uh, and they're like increase the japanese soldiers to maybe a two yards as well give them a good bit sense of competition and things like that like Mm -hmm. and it's all those, but like you know the, the 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 japanese uh colonel is he a colonel or a general He's Colonel, I think. Colonel, he goes along with it. Uh, so they were they, they, there was. Um, I was reading up about it afterwards.
0: Well, they just just as you mentioned that. What's interesting as well is like that Colonel is that Colonel is a product of his own environment as well. He wanted to be an artist. Like they tell, they say that as much in it. Like this guy is driven mad as much as anyone else he- by the fact that he was forced by familial pressure into the military when he wanted to be an artist, and he can't achieve. He can't exert the control over these people that, you know, the structures around him would expect them to. He can't deliver this bridge. It's it's like, he's as fucked up as everyone else in it, you know, even if he is in command of the place. Um, and, and Alec Guinness goes mad, basically, you know, and, and as much as he was fighting for his uh, principles his principles go out the window once he sets his task or his goal or whatever um, all fair to say or any thoughts on well, any of that?
1: Yeah well for sure I just, I just thought it was interesting where like kind of he came out of the hot box you know uh, that he's being tortured in uh, and that's stuff I actually remember as a, as a kid I remember those scenes But uh, but he comes out of it anyways and like you know he's down in the bridge and he has the engineer down the, the british engineer soldiers and all stuff down there and all the other soldiers look like they're just having a great time they're swimming around or fucking around they're jumping off the bridge into the water it's just like kind of like yeah look at like these guys have a great time then he's just kind of like oh we have to put this disorder to 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 rest you know uh, we got to get these guys on this bridge and get it done and dusted and blah blah and it's just like look for prisoners of war they're having a grand old time swimming and running around like Would you would you say that's true?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that that, it's it's interesting. Like, yeah, I mean, it's is that an inconsistency? Like when we first get to the camp, yeah, um, exactly. William Holden's character is burying the previous workers. Like, how are these people not being shot, beaten?
1: I thought that as um, well. Yeah, it's like kind of like it's like initially you're you're painted a very grim uh, view of the camp. And uh, the, the conditions to run there. And then kind of once Alex Alec McGuinness' character uh comes out of the hotbox and stuff. What well, what well, Alec Guinness? What's his name?
0: <laughs> Alec McGuinness. Is it Alec McGuinness? Alec, Guin- Alec, Alec Alec, Guinness, Guinness, yeah. Alec Sorry, we <laughs> I I kinda smiled. I was I was not gonna say anything and I kinda of smiled and Brian smiled and I thought you were looking <laughs> down. I thought we would got past it, sorry. <laughs>
1: no. Uh, uh I, I have the thing in like is, is this but um Kevinism. Yeah. We uh, love him. <laughs> it should be an Evanism. <laughs> know. But uh but um what was I gonna say? Mm. Anyways, yeah. I can't remember. But I was gonna say earlier that Colonel Seto? Saito? Saito? Saito, Saito, uh, was based on Major Rizaburo, which I'm probably butchering names. I can't even say normal names. Saito, but uh, but he was he, in the movie. This guy is quite hard-nosed uh, and, and and tough. But in reality, the fella who is based on was actually a much softer Japanese colonel that uh, showed mercy to people. And even after World War Two, apparently, uh, the the, gar- the characters that these that Guinness's character and uh, Colonel Saito so Colonel Nicholas and Colonel Saito um, uh, the real people basically the real Colonel Nicholas spoke up at Saito's war crime thing saved him from the gallows and then years later that Japanese uh, general or colonel went to England to visit the resting place of that guy when he died and all that kind of stuff. So they had yeah. this match of mutual respect. He said that the colonel Saito was actually much softer and much more empathetic and understanding than most, say, f- uh, people for prisoner of war, uh, over prisoner of wars and stuff. Yeah. And that the British soldier, the British colonel, spoke in his defence at the uh, Saito's uh, war crime hearing, which is interesting. I thought it is. It and, is. And uh, do you remember? You know, uh, you know, uh, uh, private Joyce, he was the young book they brought yeah. from. Yeah. So private Joyce is one of the characters yeah, the in the young movie. commando. Yes. Yeah, so young commando. He actually saved the director's life on the movie. Go on. They were shooting a scene in a water in whatever kind of happened. The director got uh, kind of like swept away or taken by stronger currents and got brought down the river and stuff. A man jumped in and swam after him and got him, saved him. Oh yeah. Amazing. Like he's proper, proper saved him. And, uh, Another know the fact that the elephants that were used in the movie uh it was like whatever conditions they were working and using in uh the elephants would just take breaks and i just swim and lie in the water for hours and hours despite the crew crying to be like no no we got to film we got to do these things the elephants didn't care they were just like nah, we're yeah. taking a break and then take a break for hours just <laughs> playing elephants wouldn't give a fuck. in the water no, elephants great, like that. great yeah but uh i have to say kind of like a uh i i'm 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 sorry i had to jump out there because it started to rain and i have all my clothes on the line so i kind yeah, of panicked no, we, we guessed. but um yeah uh it was it was jesus scared the shit of me but uh the, the like the ending of the the last scene of the movie the last half an hour 40 minutes like the movie's great like i think i think it's like it builds up slowly and stuff but as soon as the kind of the british and the american the commandos are trying to kind of um take out the uh, the bridge and stuff. They're on that journey. It gets really, really intense and stuff. It's really fun. But at uh, the ending, like that last bit where like, you know, uh, Colonel Nicholas is on the bridge. He sees that there's something kind of, you know, something up. With, uh, he starts noticing the wires and stuff and he starts investigating. Like it all just, it shit hits the fan. It, everything just goes out the window.
0: It's fucking nuts. Like it really is intense. So there's, there's some things that are like, we can spoil this movie. It's been out for... Yeah, yeah, 1950, fucking... <laughs> there's um, there's 60 stuff years? in the time it takes to establish things. Like, as much as I'm saying it's ludicrous that he's fighting for this principle of, like, the officers wouldn't work, they're establishing this character as a lunatic who gets a fucking idea in his head and won't let it go to the point of death. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Like, Stubborn that's...
1: Old brass. That's,
0: that's something in and of itself. One of the mm-hmm. things I noticed was... Um, uh, so he he comes in carrying the um Oh, there's a name for this and I can't remember what it is, but he's carrying this little stick under his arm and it's a it's a it's a mark of rank as much as anything else. Those guys carry carry that little stick. That's a that's a that's a thing if I think back to my classical studies, it like goes back to like fucking Roman army, you know, carrying a little stick of rank, like a walking stick or a riding crop type of thing. And when he's having that initial argument with Saito, Saito breaks the stick and throws him in the hot box. And once he gets his way, he picks up a stick on the ground and is just carrying it around again, like this is his mark of office. But what I thought was a lovely little touch was when he's having this sort of moment of, like, reflection about his life and the value of the work he's done, the fact that this bridge is going to stand and he's leaning on the railing of that bridge, there's a point where he's talking about this feeling of accomplishment for what he's done here and what he's going to go on to do, and he drops the stick into the water. And it's a very deliberate shot, and it's a very deliberate thing. And it's 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 got to be saying, at this point, he's lost his sense of structure mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. his association with the... Like, he has lost a firm grasp of his understanding of the military role that he's supposed to be serving. Yes. Um, and after that, he's just like he's mad and and he's about the bridge more so than his battalion and his people yeah he's he's lost that grasp of home yeah yeah
1: yeah absolutely well i i i think it's yeah and like even then put up the placard like you know this this bridge was built by british soldiers and all that kind of stuff it's yeah. kind of just like uh
0: yeah i mean there's stuff there that are like you could argue is reasonable like he makes kind of reasonable arguments along the way about like like Building this bridge is about maintaining discipline in the battalion. Let's show them that we can do this better than they can do. It's good yeah. for our morale. It's good for whatever else. But it's 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 about one-upping Saito every step. Well, this away. is it.
1: He's pretty much like well, for here as long as we're here, we may as well kind of just fucking make the most of it and do our best. We're in this mm. situation, anyways, you know. Mm. But uh, he takes it too far, especially like when he tries. When he, well, oh god, the 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 last scenes when he's like when he well basically when when Alec and his characters walk across the bridge and then notices that there's. You know something up. There's, there's a detonating cable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and because uh, they they, they, pla- they there's a really intense scene of these guys at nighttime floating down the river Kwai uh, mm-hmm. under the cover of night. They're 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 attaching all the bombs and they have the the what would you call it the the big line I can never think the detonator line whatever it's called I can't oh, think of
0: it yeah i will go with that but the, uh, the cable whatever yeah, the charges
1: and, uh, and they've got that plunger. fuse or something but uh, yeah the plunger but it's all that good stuff um, but uh so the, the, you know that's all really intense and you know they build this up and you're waiting for it and then the next morning they wake up the bloody river has has uh, yeah the level dropped yeah the level dropped in the river so it exposes the banks and stuff so elements of the wire are exposed. But, um, you know
0: what's going to happen. The movie's famous for how it ends. Like, we know what's going to happen every step of the way at this point. And yet, we are on the edge of our seat going, Don't notice it. Don't. Yeah, you? Why I are know. you walking down here? Why are you walking to him? What? No, stop. You spend the whole time going, Don't. Don't do it. Don't. Like, yeah. somebody do oh, something.
1: Oh, you know? God. And then when they're like, when the American guys start shouting, Kill him. Kill him. And it's just like, oh, This is just fucked. Like, it's great. Yeah. Great, great, great. I do. I do you know what? I'd recommend people watching it. Um, Yeah, 100% It's brilliant I know but you know what I mean Like it's quite Nowadays people don't watch things that are from the 90s Never mind You know As in like I think I think when we were younger It was easier to watch That kind of
0: stuff Because there was Oh we've talked about this Yeah There was no channels to change You watched what was on Exactly We're we're the last generation Of watched what was on Yeah 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 which is cool. I don't mean to be curmudgeonly. No, no, One no, no. One way no. is not better than the like, other, but, but we saw... Yeah. Like, you know,
1: like for generations before us the last not to grow up without the internet and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I haven't seen changes. a lot
0: of shit that exists on the internet, Yeah, but I watched what was on. Yeah. Um, a great,
1: great movie, though, and just, just, just great. The only the, thing, the only thing I was going to say is that we're, uh, kind of funny. Uh, all these movies of the time, the 50s and 60s and stuff, uh... Especially when they started doing color and stuff, like it's when 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 they wanted to show people sweating, they just lathered them in oil. It's just a bunch of oily just lads. threw a lot of water at them. Yeah. yeah, water or oil, but it's always all those movies all the times everybody's so
0: shiny. It's like it's like dude, like I'd be curious. Uh, like they were actually in Ceylon, right? they were in Sri Lanka. It's probably hot as fuck.
1: Well, they were definitely somewhere in Asia for sure.
0: Well, yeah. no, they they said well, thanks to Ceylon, which okay, is okay. Sri Lanka, which okay. I know because of Wayne's World 2. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sri Lanka, formerly Ceylon. Um, that's my old lady. One of the things I thought was funny and very much... I had
2: to beat him to death my shoe. with his own shoe. Uh,
0: <laughs> one, of the, one of the things I thought was funny and very much of its time is the commando group parachuting into the Siamese village and all of the men having been conscripted. So the women are going to carry the goods for them through the jungle. So they're these commandos. And there's just lots of these shots of, like, these village women that don't speak English looking longingly after the white commandos. And I was like, this is weird. And we didn't need it. <laughs> we didn't need the, like building a romance between, building a wordless romance between these four soldiers and and these women carrying their shit through the woods. Yeah, for sure. Um, It is funny when you see a a, a technological advancement as well. Like, they made a point of explaining plastic explosive to us. Yeah. And that was a, uh, that was an SAS development for World War II. Like, like that was a new thing and they're just making a point of going this is what this is you know and they play with a little bit and really fully explain so that we know what plastic explosives are and it's been such a ever-present spy and army thing for our entire lives that like we we didn't think that at one point they had to explain this like i've mentioned the ipcrest file where uh, michael kane meets his spy master but he's in a supermarket And it's one of the first supermarkets in the UK and they're explaining what a supermarket is for a good chunk of the the scene. (laughs) They're they're pushing a little trolley and somebody's like, I don't really like this American style of having to go and collect your own goods. You know, because before that you went into a shop and said, get me three cans of this, three cans of this, three cans of that. And somebody went back to some shelves, you know. Um, There's this interesting little social documentary moment in this film where they explain supermarkets.
1: That's funny. Very odd. That's funny. That's cool.
0: So, where would you rank this in your your sort of 50s, 60s war movies? Like, what else have we got? We've got The Great Escape, we've got Kelly's Heroes, we um got uh, Guns of Navarone, we got uh Bill Has Landed, Dam yeah. Catch 22, like,
1: wasn't there? Catch 22 of that era? I feel like there was. Catch
0: 22, I don't know that one. Um, but. Maybe I'm wrong. Where, where, I'm where wrong. does Bridge on the River Kwai sit now when you think of these sort of movies? Top Would shelf. You top, or are you top shelf? Yeah. Are you, but if, are you, you're going to Kelly's Heroes before it, right?
1: Uh, I'd have to, yes. Kelly's Heroes is way more, way much more fun and all that kind of stuff for sure. Kelly's Heroes is a bit tongue in cheek and let's go crack and stuff. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Kelly's Heroes is probably more fun. But I say Kelly's Heroes is a good 20 years younger than I know.
0: Probably the late sixties, seventies. Seventies, okay. Late sixties, I'd say. Okay.
1: Right? I'm not too sure. I, I thought that was seventies. I get the feeling like Don and Sunderland, and I think it was was. I want to say Clint Eastwood was in Kelly's Heroes, but I could be wrong. He was, yeah, 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 yeah okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Don and Sunderland,
0: and Don Rickles, and like a, a bunch of that era's guys. It was a, it was a, it was a magnificent seven thing of its day. Um. What do you think, Brian? Where do you have you got anything above it in that sort of vein?
2: I don't really rank war movies. Okay. They're of a time. I can appreciate the craft that went into making them, but I kinda don't think about them. Okay, well, have
0: you seen what other ones have you seen? Have you seen The Great Escape? Yes. Would you prefer The Great Escape to the Bridge on the River Kwai? Ambivalent. And that, have you seen? I'm sorry, Ke- you seen I, just, Heroes?
2: Just, I just don't no
1: nope. no. But uh, no. so you're just saying like are in no. a time as in like kind of like it could be like like kind of throughout a time but the country was the, the world was in a certain yeah. place they there maybe a little bit we made a lot of dinosaurs.
0: But the world is like that's that's the thing as well. Like watching something like this, going okay, 1957, so it's twelve years after World War Two has mm-hmm. ended. Like we're 23 years after, or we're 22 years after nine eleven, you know, like where what are our nine eleven films, you know? Like what that that's a similar well, mindset. I, uh, we do have like like Zero Dark
1: Thirty? So I think it goes through like I think it's like kind of you have war movies, then you have the Western, then you have the Mafia Gangster type era, and then you have the you know, there's there's whatever between that and then you would have had uh like maybe it was like the kind of two thousands thriller or the not the nineties thriller, you know, like that kind of like the game and you know, like I feel like there was so many like good thrillers and kind of those type of movies in the nineties, early two thousands. But then you have the superhero kind of phase. But like there's always a kind of a phase. Like obviously not. See, so, I don't I,
0: like I don't think there's an identifiable cycle in like a hundred and odd years of cinema. I don't think we've enough.
1: Oh, I think. I I think. You, I, think it, I think there is. I just don't think. I don't think it means. Yeah, though. I don't like exactly. But I was gonna say like there's always like an element of an over a, a genre that's very popular.
0: There's always something that's popular at the time, but like if I like early days of Hollywood, they were pissing out westerns because they built the bloody sets and all of their studios existed in the in California. They just like it's hard to. It's hard to say that the Western was particularly popular in that era as much as it is to say they just kept making fucking westerns because it cost no money. It cost comparatively no money right was that was was the Western so popular because people loved westerns or we built the sets we've got the costumes, we've got the footage of horses riding back and forth, but we I make think ten of these a week.
1: I think it's one of those things that like you know uh like different eras grew up with different things, you know, and like they would have been closer to the Western era, so they that that kind of entertainment would have been like a heart back to
0: the old days. It's like how who's they
1: uh, people at that time? Which time? Uh, when westerns are popular.
0: Well, what I'm getting at is what we think of as the golden era of westerns is 30s 40s, right? But I can point to a bunch of Westerns from the 50s and the 60s and the Sergio Leone and the 80s stuff with blazing, like, gun... What is it? Oh, God, fucking... Look, we can point to popular Westerns in every decade. Yeah. There is a glut of Westerns very early on in cinema because it's what they had technologically. Like, they had the gear they were going, you know? And then once they were set up and had budget and had room and had space to start making...
1: Yeah, I think I think you're talking about. Other I things. think I think you should you know looking at these things from a lens of post World War II when they had money and budget for this stuff, and that's why you had a resurgence of movies, films, and then obviously World War II stuff, Western stuff, mm-hmm. all that kind of jazz. But uh, but I think I think there's just a, I think there's a popular genre that I'm not necessarily saying dominates, but then mm. you know becomes less popular because it's possibly due to oversaturation and then people the tastes and things change and people move on to other things.
0: Yeah. Something always hits big and then something always hits big and then there's a bunch of stuff trying to hit, hit the same vein. Yeah. So Game of Thrones has led to so many fantasy TV shows fantasy subsequently epics. or or attempted swings at fantasy epics which is going to actually allow me to pivot from that onto Wheel of Time season two came out, right? Um, and Brian, did you watch that, or have you been I watching? Did. It? You did. So um, yeah. I guess I can. We'll wrap up on Bridge on the River Kwai with uh, Thumbs up. it's a classic. Go see it. See it on DVD or wherever you can get it. Yeah. If you've not seen it, I mean, uh, it take a little take a little trip. I will just, to to history tab. I just
1: want to caveat that with something with something small. Ooh, I want to caveat. Say, yes, I want to say. Taliat tour? pardon buyer beware no uh, okay it was just it was also kind of a nice experience seeing Bridge Over the River Kwai in a cinema like Stella you mm. know I kind of felt like you know it's obviously a cinema of a time this is a movie of a time and I was just kind of like it's like if you were ever to see Bridge Over the River Kwai in a cinema that was the cinema scene you know yeah it felt fitting it was nice that's all I was going to add. No, that's
0: that's a great, uh, great point. Is that it? it felt um, uh, felt right. Environment specific as well. But put put the movie on your TV. Sit down, pay attention to it. Have a good movie experience. Um, make a little effort, and it's it's great. Um, cool, Brian. The Wheel of Time. Uh, I didn't watch the first series. Again, I've had a couple of people say to me, "Oh, it's back. Let's watch it." You mentioned it when we were just setting up here. You've watched season 2?
2: How? Did you find Only it? A couple of episodes in. How many episodes? It's not finished. Four. You're very quiet. 3?
0: Three, 3 or 4? Uh, I'm not sure if it's volume. You're 3 or 4 episodes in. Okay. How does it mm-hmm. compare to season 1? Is it I like it. You like it. Is it Netflix or is it Amazon?
1: I like it. Amazon. Didn't Amazon. Didn't they like recast the main character? Does yeah. that does that affect the show for you? No. No. What <laughs> happened there? What happened no, there? Do
2: you know? know? I don't know. Um, I remember reading about it. Um, I don't know. And do you think that we don't know if any.
1: Do you think it's living up to your expectations of an epic fantasy show? Like, do you think it's
2: living up to Amazon's expectations of an epic fantasy show? Does- I think it's doing quite Okay, well. interesting. It's, it's, it's different. It's so much better when I compare it to something like Ahsoka, which is leaning oh, yeah. heavily into this new lore that was never really, you know, kind of codified properly in Star Wars. It was just loosely based on some philosophy, you know.
0: So the, Um, I I haven't, I'll come back to that. Like, I I do think that they've done a lot of work establishing chunks of stuff in that in the Clone Wars and the Rebels series. Um, Yeah, but that's what Filoni's drawn on. He's drawn on himself.
2: Yeah, but even there, it's very weak. I agree. It's grafted onto it and it just, it's very, it it just doesn't seem like it's properly thought out. It's kind of grafted on, and it doesn't work. It feels very fan fictiony. Whereas, um, I think this show's doing a much better job of you know being high fantasy, but it's not it's not groundbreaking. But I like it. It looks nice. It looks
0: nice. It's a nice
2: looking show. Is it, nice You do recommend
1: show. it? Okay. I interesting.
0: Do. Interesting. I do. Is this the Brandon yeah. Sanderson? Like
2: the he took over after the original writer. Okay. Isn't,
1: okay. Isn't Brandon Sanderson the? Is it Midborn, Cosmere, or something like that? Couldn't tell you.
2: I okay. just I just did a tattoo of a journal week. Not I sure. believe it's him. Could be wrong. Um, I haven't read any of his stuff. I wasn't a huge fan of the books. Um, there's nice ideas in the books. The the books feel like they were written to be. Adapted oh, okay you know? um to me anyway, yeah, he my kind of one of my memories from the books is he spent a lot of time talking like about how attractive people were and their appearances and stuff right. like, it feels very it kind of feels star warsy for lack of a better word, but set in more of a, a medieval setting, mm. and it fleshes out things kind of nicely, but in terms of reading it and it you know enriching my soul, it didn't really do that but in terms of being a, a, a cool fantasy world I liked it in that sense but I didn't think the books were particularly amazing particularly if I compare it to Le Guin or something like that mm. um, but I'm enjoying the show it's, it's it's good I don't remember a lot of the books I remember enough how does it
0: stack up to something like, like um, The Witcher
2: infinitely better infinitely better okay The Witcher is such a disappointment I turned off the latest season of The Damn Witcher didn't even watch it buddy three minutes yeah. in it looks so cheap Um. it looks like an ITV kids show yeah I keep comparing it to Zena. I just turned it off literally it, it opens with a fight scene and it even looks like they spent time rehearsing the fight Um. but then the way it's shot like the production just the cinematography the photography of it just looked awful, and I turned it off. And this is so much better. I can't even remember if it's straying from the books or not. I know pe- I know people who've read the books that aren't happy with it, which kind of crazy because, like I said, the books are they're okay. Yeah, the book. I, I think the, I think the books are great fodder for adaptation, but I don't think they're great literary works. You know. Mm-hmm. But I think he, I think they're interesting in, in terms of like the scene setting and the characters that he kind of comes up with. I I, I think it, it I think it was a good fit. Check it out. Okay. Um. Maybe 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 even read one of maybe even read one of the books first, and then compare. I think that might be the way to go. Read book one. Then watch it and then go. Oh, that's interesting. That's cool. I think it's doing a really good job. I think it's elevating the books, basically. Oh, okay,
0: cool. That's a rare. That's what I think. All People right, you disagree. kind of sold me on it. But, yeah. Um I shall watch read some book episodes. one. People would disagree. Okay. okay,
2: you'll fly through book one. Read book one and check it out. All my friends read because book one. Book one is around season one. Okay, eight, so
1: yeah, I might. I might. Uh, I might not read it, but I will take your advice. And potentially, I have some audio book tokens that. Uh, Oh, yeah yep, do yep, that one and i can tattoo and listen yep. to it
2: if i'm not talking to my customers that, that's what i'm enjoying about it is it's i i think it's a good adaptation in that sense um well that's great that's that's pretty I, much the best i remember broad plot points of the books and i'm like oh i remember this bit yeah. i remember that but that's interesting i like how that's not quite how i pictured that but that's cool i like that fair that's great. i think i think they're they're elevating each other basically but That's me. Cool. I know a lot of the book fans don't like it. I hope. I hope it sees it through to the end. I hope they don't. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's good.
0: Is there an end? I feel like that series kind of went for a billion books. It goes on
2: forever. Yeah, and there's probably. I know. I know. Even the book fans refer to like, the jumping off point. I think. I think three books, before the end. Three books before the last book or something kind of fans refer to as the crawl because it's notoriously slow lots of scene setting um so maybe they could on you know maybe they could cut a lot of that i don't know but I, I would like to see it i would like to see it go further um it's a, it's a nice looking show cool nice production design it's good yeah like it.
0: that's that's what i feel is like just gone in The Witcher, if it was ever there. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at the costumes people are wearing, and I'm just like, this is...
2: Especially there's, in there's the wizarding scene.
0: world, I guess, I look at those costumes mm-hmm. and I just go, what the fuck is this? This is...
2: This is there's a scene in the latest fan. episode where... Yeah, where Rosamund Pike is meeting up with this... Um, Don't want to spoil anything, but she's meeting up with this kind of uh, lady of a house, and it's in their manner yeah. and both our costumes look great there's so much storytelling in their costumes and then the room they're in mm. the room is immaculately designed yeah. it looks fantastic yeah. it looks great yeah. and that's really missing from something like the witcher yeah I felt
0: yeah a costume I don't I, I don't I like I, I feel like I'm about to say something as if I have an existing opinion on costume design but like a, a costume that fits in the world and is right on the character perfect a costume that's designed to accentuate the character's attributes like it's a cartoon character like the, the costumes are like oh the black witch is wearing a big black dress with this that and the other and it's like it's very spiky and it's like that, like that sort of thing has it's place but in The Witcher I would love it more if it was just like these are just fucking clothes people wear and they're right for the time even if it is a fictionalized space they're right for an era of that level of technology rather than being so ludicrously ornate as to just feel like contemporary fan costumes. They just don't sit right in the world. Um, how does it stack up to the Lord of the Rings show?
2: Are the two even um, comparable? They're very different. Mm. I would prefer this. The Lord of the Rings is kind of, it's its interpreting a lot of a kind of a lore type stuff. Right. Um, I still liked it. I liked that as well but there's a clearer kind of dramatic narrative in Wheel of Time, I think. It's much more of a traditional kind of hero story. Cool. Rings of Power is very kind of based in old Norse mythology and stuff, and it's very... The books and things it's based on were very academic, so they're just interpreting a lot of... A lot of lore, basically. Is there an old
0: fantasy movie that you like or haven't seen, like sixties, seventies, eighties? People tried these things. There's just nothing that you like. <laughs> um, probably not. I'm trying to, th- I'm trying no, to
2: think. No, of not jumping to
0: anything mind. of that era, like Cull the Conqueror, the Conan movies, Red Sonja.
2: You mean Crawl?
0: There is a Cull with Kevin Sorbo, but I do mean Crawl. Is there a Cull? Yeah. Oh, okay, I okay. do. I, okay. It was like a TV movie they were trying to pilot right. or something there is a Cull the Conqueror but yeah Krull is enough. definitely a thing too the one with the the five knifed throwing yeah. jib jab yeah yeah. Um, Beastmaster of course um, like they were taking swings they were always taking swings of genre stuff they just didn't have the budgets and art direction to do
2: this sort did of I send thing. you the video of the thing I found on Prime what is it And it's, it's not even softcore pornography it's just just titties basically but um i can't remember what it's called I, I took a video of it i don't did i send it to you did you watch um, it no I, I watched 20 minutes of it okay I think.
0: i'm trying i'm trying to edge towards like what will we watch for next week what would be a fun thing to watch <laughs> that you we haven't seen there was a i don't know it's
1: an old fantasy movie and i just i think i talked about it before in a podcast but i just cannot find it i don't know what it was i feel like it was british as opposed to American, but. uh it, we're, it's, we're not going to be able to watch because I don't know what it was but uh, it was just like a, it was like a bunch of like kind of like a team of rogues or bandits uh, they're, they're in the forest there was a big tall guy he had the hammer there was a more kind of the, the archer there was a knife guy all this kind of stuff I can't remember what it was
0: okay
1: I'd love to find out what it was but I
0: can't do you remember what, do you remember anything about the plot
1: uh, I really don't I really don't and I liked it when I was younger I just can't yeah. remember uh, well, here, look, and it's you're, British you're, 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 I think it I'm was I'm making faces yeah but I'm yeah. just
0: I'm just like it, it's one of these things like if you if any details uh, it oh, goes towards it.
1: like it's like it's one of those things where I know I've seen it I know I've watched it um, I've, I think I've spoken to my brothers about it I've tried to find it a few times no, like my, my brain is so hazy on the details yeah. like I can't I remember kind of like the I think the guy with the big hammer accent was a tall guy, black beard bald, uh there was like an elfy kind of pointy ear guy, I think, with like arrows or knives and stuff it was it was real real yeah. trophy, like and I'd say it's
0: seventies, potentially eighties mm. yeah, that's not gonna help, no, no, I get you, I get you, but like there's loads of those like I can think of loads of these fantasy movies, but it's like I don't know, um all right, well then. Have have we all seen the Thirteenth Warrior? I was watching clips of that during the week. Antonio Banderas. Yeah. Would you watch it, rewatch it, or refresh your memory on it and talk about it next week? Sure. Yeah, Kevin. Uh, yeah, I can probably get it, watch it. Yeah, I'll probably try to get it in there. Okay. Oh, uh, uh,
1: I won't be here next week. You're so not. You're you're not here next away. week. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we we can we can jump into it. Yeah. Um. But um. I'd just love to have something to come in and talk to and I just saw a clip of that and it'd be nice to sort of revisit it a little bit and um, I think John McTiernan's kind of a funny thing to talk about as well. Not funny but just like kind of interesting. That guy's career is a bit weird. Um, All right. Well then, anybody got anything absurd or obnoxious to say that I can drop credits
2: after? I don't like Timothy Oliphant's hair in Justified New Season. Tune in next week to find out why. (laughs)